The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Hard to believe we are making our way through the uh, week. Today is Wednesday. It is December 9th, all day. I want to thank uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Last hour, folks, you heard him on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, topetro.com. This portion of our program at topetro.com, and this is terrific. You know, they've been a year-long sponsor, and I want to uh, signal them out. Brother's Disposal. Come on, brother. Brother Gary said, J.D., who's this Brother's Disposal? I said, it's Brother's Disposal, brother. Brother's Disposal, now offering weekly trash collection services. Now, they're the ones on uh, Facebook. They have the purple and yellow website as a tribute to Jeff Kamach and a uh, big fan of the Lakers. No, actually, the reason is because when uh, Roland, who bought it, it's Roland and Willie, good afternoon, guys. They have purple dumpsters, which I think is great marketing because it really stands out when you have purple dumpsters. And I like to say put a purple dumpster on in your driveway. But right now, Brother's Disposal now offering what? Weekly trash collection services. How about that? Call them for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Brother's Disposal. They have weekly trash, both residential and commercial. Call Brother's Disposal today. 401-688-0517. Call Roland and Willie. Come on, brother, at Brother's Disposal. Good morning, brother. Brother's Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. I want to say good afternoon to everyone tuning in on Facebook Live. Folks, remember now, if you're on FB, like me, you can... Uh, nah, 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 what a big... Nah. I got to admit, I'm a little tired from the... Uh, there was a small gathering, uh, virtual, celebrating Ron St. Pierre, Captain Cliche, being knocked off the year and knocked into retirement. So uh, I was at the Polito party for a short amount of... Time. Everyone celebrating the Captain Cliche. Thunder Boomers moving into the area. Shocks dropped another one to the Bombers in the Bronx. I mean, it's one cliche after another. Um, the guy is a definition of a no talent, but no longer as he was uh, cut loose. You know, it's so sad, though, down the dial. Da, 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 does this mean Big John? No, it does not mean Big John Bina. They're going with someone else. Uh, but St. Pierre is uh, knocked out and uh, can't keep his story straight. First, he said they didn't renew his contract, then, he said he was retiring. And uh, now he's, I don't know what the hell he's saying, actually. But uh, I don't know this Polito guy other than um, it was a nice gathering. Seems to have a lot of, it came down to folks again. This is too bad. Rhode Island uh, bridesmaid. If it came down to them choosing, either do we uh, keep the person in Providence and then beam that out to the rest of New England? Or do we go with the Worcester person? And as luck would have it, uh they decided to go with the, the person from Worcester. So uh, Captain Cliche, um, hold on, on live now. Uh, Captain Cliche has been knocked out. Uh, this time he does not have Jen Breen to uh, bail him out. Um, it, but it, it's so, you want to talk about overrated. I mean, they, they, they had to stop taking phone calls because Captain Cliche could not get anyone on the phone line. And at one time, I go back. You know, when I, um, 
Hold on. Let me just, uh, I'm just sharing the uh, Facebook thing. When I um, decided to move back and went to HJJ, they, they, the place had fallen into total disrepair. They had terrible programming. The only person they had of quality was Ali, was uh, Eileen Violet in the afternoon. Now of the Valley Breeze, who's still celebrating that President Trump, they, she thinks he lost. Folks, she's another one of those, you know, the, the um, bashing the president uh, down on President Trump, uh, never gave him a chance, blah, blah, blah. Just, just keep in mind. Now, again, I don't want to knock Eileen Violet um, because we, she was my coworker for five years. And, folks, you know, there was a period of time. Think of this, that uh, the problem with Captain Cliché, St. Pierre, uh, knocked off. He, he was, a, firstly, a, a sports guy. Secondly, the first time I met him, he was going to WWE or whatever it was, WWF. I'm like, this is a sports guy whose his idea of going to a sporting event is professional wrestling. Doesn't sound like he's not exactly... Uh, the Joe show um, or no one would confuse him for the sports hub but anyhow at one point when we then had Imus in the morning myself and then uh, uh, Eileen Violet we, we were beating beating PRO beating them and domination and then I, it was very dramatic I was the first one one of the few people in the country that was beating Rush Limbaugh at the time and um and then I left for Boston, and then they went near America, and they've obviously never recovered. You know, it was um, Monday was the anniversary. They fired our Eileen Violet in 2006, and then they've just gone to syndicated programming. And now they don't even have a local show. I mean, but, like, talk about irrelevant. Everything that's going on, race for the White House, pandemic, social unrest. But they just have Captain, they had Captain Cliche on, so they couldn't get anywhere. So um, so he is out, and they have uh, moving on. But it is sad. That was a station that they don't even have one local show. They don't have one local show now, um, which is sad. Now, I want to um, contact. We have a guest who I'm going to get on the air with us uh, right now. We're actually going to have two guests, folks, um, who's going to join us. And uh, I'm going to protect his identity and the identity uh, of his son, um, who's going to, I believe we have him right now. Is that you, Mike? Oh, I don't understand what's happening. Why are we not? I said I was going to. <laughs> All right. Now, wait a minute. You know how I said, um, you know, I, I, I'm calling you. <laughs> calling now. You know, uh, 10 minutes ago when I said I was going to call you at 1212, that's me calling. This isn't the Jimmy Buffett thing. If the phone doesn't ring, it's me. Um, you, we just said that you were going to be on. So let's uh, get him now. So I know I believe he's on his lunch hour, folks. Um, <laughs> this is not happening. I talked to him last night. We communicated literally moments ago. Um, and I recognize sometimes people. Oh, there he is. All right, Mike. Hey. It's uh, Mike. He's on the John DePietro show. You're making me a little nervous there when we weren't getting the pickup and everything. And I thought I thought he can't be confused because we just confirmed 10 minutes ago we were going to have him on. But anyhow, listen, thank you for taking the time to uh, speak to us. Uh, you're live on the radio and also on uh, Facebook Live. And, Mike, um, the reason why I want to have you on is, and I'm going to protect your last name. I know you're legit and your son's last name. But your uh, child... I'll say is uh, attends Cranston West 
And if I have this correct, and we don't have to get into teachers or whatever, but I want everyone to understand this at 1214. Your child has been in a classroom at Cranston West, and your child is basically the only one. I know you said they had some kind of like a teacher's aide or something, but not only was your child the only student in the classroom, the teacher was not in the classroom. Is that that correct? Yes, uh, John, that's correct. Um, A few weeks ago, maybe about two weeks ago, I asked my uh, son, you know, how his day was. And he said, well, Dad, he's like, I'm a little um, concerned. He said, I was the only student in the classroom um, with with the teacher aide, and the teacher was um, at home teaching him. So he kind of felt a little um, isolated. To say the very least. And that makes no sense. So the teacher, see, here's the thing. The teacher was then teaching the class from Zoom, and... And the teachers, the teacher, it's my understanding, is they're supposed to be in the classroom. And this is a firsthand account. Your child was in the classroom and the teacher was teaching the class on Zoom. That, that's correct. A teacher has not been in the classroom. He teaches from home. And, and that is completely unacceptable. Uh, that is ridiculous. I also want people to realize that, um, and I had the privilege of speaking with uh, Mike's child, who's terrific. Great sense of humor, <laughs> not a COVID cough. But um, and and he the, he does not leave the classroom, so he goes in all day. But the teacher is teaching from home now. You know, I don't want to. Th- this is difficult because you don't want to make waves, and you don't want to cause any type of problem for your child. You don't want them to say, "Oh yeah, well we'll show you." But um, have you had any communication from the principal or the superintendent, anyone? That that is not the way it's supposed to go. They're supposed to be in the classroom. At, at this time, me and my wife have not reached out to the um, the principal yet because we just we just learned about this last week. Yeah. Um, so it's just tough on, like you said, he stays in the same seat all day. Um, it's a long day. He has his lunch at 1030 in the morning, which is kind of early. He's that's, not crazy about that. Yeah, that's odd. Um, and the windows are always open on the bus and in the school so they're, they're cold uh, um, I, I want everybody to be safe, I want teachers to be safe I want students to be safe but I also want my children to get an education in school and to be normal, it's like they're in isolation Yes, and not only that I, I can understand if you're another student in the class if the teacher's at home you know, I, I remember there was a, a several years ago, the Wall Street Journal had a story on in the office. There's pressure. There was a lot of snow. And the boss was basically saying to people, hey, listen, if I can make it in, then you can make it in. And people felt pressured to go into the office, even though there was a heavy snowfall. Well, this is a situation. If the teacher's not even going to bother to go into the classroom, you know, I applaud you and I applaud, you know, your decision and your, your son. But at the same time, I mean, what about leading by example? The teacher is supposed to be in the classroom, and then the kids are home on Zoom. That That is ridiculous. I agree 100%, John. Uh. And also, the other thing I talked to my uh, daughter that came up this week was that when she has to have a drink of water, they all bring in a, a water bottle or thermos. Yep. They have to go outside to, to have a sip of water. Not even in the classroom, not in the hallway. They have to go outside and have a drink and their lunch. Like today's today's their last day because they're, they're closing down. It's just going to be virtual. 
but they have to have their drinks, drinks of water and their lunch outside. Which is even, you know, more ridiculous. Never mind if your son's the only one in the classroom. He has to leave the classroom to go out in the hallway to sip the water because I guess then you're taking the mask off. But, you know, again, if you're the only one in the room and there are no other students there, I just don't know where the common sense starts to kick in. So, you know, that's another thing, by the way. I want people to understand this. And again, we're speaking with Mike. His uh, children attend school in Cranston. The governor wants... The all schools, K through eight, to remain uh, elementary and grammar, middle school. Governor Armando wants those kids in the classroom. It's and people need to understand this. It's the local districts that are making the decision to go distance learning. Now, Cranston, which happens to be my hometown, um, Cranston made the decision to go all distance learning. To some people, it may not seem like a lot, but you know that's that the next. Two weeks. That's still two weeks of school, Mike, because your your kids are going to go to school right up until I think the, the winter break starts the day before. They don't go in Christmas Eve, so it's that Wednesday, and then they're off the following week. But that's a, that's a long time to. It is. You know, I can remember being at St. Paul's School when I was out. You know, a week or ten days when I had the chicken pox, and and that's the <laughs> longest I've ever been out. But you lose, you fall back. You definitely have a lot to make up and you miss out and you're you're out of the groove of it is the biggest thing. But well, anyhow, uh, we're going to have your son as a guest on the program. Maybe we'll do it between the week of uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's. Here was the call, John. He's a big fan. Of your show. Yeah. He watches, uh... oh, he's terrific. <laughs> yeah. Now, did he see the video of me over at the ACI the other day as all the inmates were yelling out to me? I think he saw it later on in the day. He did, all right. And I also want to use this opportunity to clear up. There's a vicious rumor out there that I'm planning some kind of a jailbreak at the ACI. Mike, I'm telling you right now that it's completely false. (laughs) It's completely false. Get get the the megaphone. Yeah, I will get that right. Attention, everybody. Get the bed sheets going. No, we're not going to do that. However, I will say this, and I was telling Black Lives Matter. However, if they're planning on any type of jailbreak, I would like to get a heads up so I could do a Facebook Live from the jailbreak. That would be awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, great to talk to you. Uh, I will talk to you again off here. Actually, and I'll have both of your kids on if they don't mind. Between Christmas and New Year's, we'll have them on. But, Mike, um, listen, keep up the good work. Your son sounds terrific. It was a joy to talk to him. He's doing the right thing by going in. He is doing the right thing by going in. So you and your wife are doing the right thing. Listen, enjoy the day. It's good to talk to you, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks for having me on, John, and be safe. All right. Thank you, folks. There's one of our uh, listeners. Again, I did have a chance. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro. I did have a chance to um, speak with his son last night, who was a really, really good kid. So he's his son um, goes to high school, and his son, I'm talking to the father, Mike, who's a nice guy. And the son picks up the phone and then says, is this Juan? <laughs> and then said, is this a, do you have a COVID cough? I said, no, if I cough, it's not a COVID cough. It's just a little dry. Folks, good afternoon. Right now at 1221. Um, I, mean, I got an email from someone. Is this true you're planning a jailbreak with Black? No, I'm not planning. What, what is wrong? People are losing their minds. You know, next, you know, yeah, me and John, Big John B are planning a jailbreak at the ACI. No, I, I was doing a Facebook Live. Because Black Lives Matter was protesting there, and they want all the inmates released. And as a joke, what I think, great question that even had Brother Gary laughing, was I said, if they don't release the inmates at the ACI, 
would Black Lives Matter think of a jailbreak with the inmates? And it is true, the inmates, the window's open. If you saw the video, I mean, now it is circulated, and I even got uh, someone from out of state even asked me about it. But so the inmates had the window open. They were yelling. They watched Facebook Live. You can get Facebook in uh, in the can in jail. So um, on the cell block, in between selling cigarettes, they like to watch the program. So good afternoon. I've heard I'm the number one show. I hate to brag. Many people know Juan is modest. I hate to brag. But I've heard we do have the number one show in uh, maximum security. Whatever that, read into that, whatever you want, with all the violent inmates. But I, I, I did receive an email from someone like, is it true you're planning to, uh, some kind of a jailbreak? Of the, yeah, uh, you know what, yeah, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, you know what, who would thought? Yep, yeah, we were thinking about it. I'm kind of trying a jailbreak at the, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you folks, people, no wonder Rhode Island's number one with COVID for crying outside, for crying out loud, for crying outside. I'm about to start crying outside. CNN was live downtown, Providence, Rhode Island, or Rhode Island itself. Folks, we are number one in the world in COVID. Number one. I need to have that, dun, 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 like the horn. Number one. Who says we're not number one in anything? We are number one in the world. Serbia is um, is like number two, I believe. And then there's some small town down south where they, they don't even have masks. There are some third world countries where they don't even have masks. The people are walking around with leaves. From what I understand, I saw a photo of leaves blocking them. And they don't even have water to wash their hands. We are ahead of them. <laughs> the new claim to fame. How about that? That doesn't happen every day. So, I, I mean, can it get any worse? So, so uh, Worcester Forest, they beat us and take the Paw Sox. Now they knock off uh, um, the ultimate overhyped lightweight St. Pierre. And now we don't even have a local show down to my old station down the dial. They're wasting. They actually have an FM signal you can get in Cranston. And now Rhode Island is number one in the world in COVID. How about that? In the world, by the way. And let's see who's going to knock us off. Right? You can't. You uh, Let's see who's going to knock off the champ. Maybe one of those third world nations where they're wearing leaves as a mask. Uh, they're trying to social distance in the mud huts that they have. I have heard there are some third world nations that are apparently creeping up and they think they're going to take the crown away. Think again. We are number one in the world in COVID and we will remain number one. You know, I've always wondered what it'd be like. You know, what if PC was like the number one basketball team in the country or URI? Or what if, um, you know, they see these schools like Alabama, like they're ranked with the pros. Like We always have the Celtics, but then they're in the divisions. I've always wondered what it's like, like you know, you 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 were in the state of Alabama, and they're like, "We're number one," or or Kentucky basketball, we're number one, or Gonzaga. I was wondering what it'd be like, though. Number one, they should have had a crowd of people, even if they have homeless people outside behind the CNN cameras, like college game day behind the reporter. We're number one for COVID. Now that would have been a good reel if they had done that. How about that? Now they should get a tip off from now on. National reporters, I'll put a call into Methmouth. Some of the other degenerates that hang around downtown, they should crowd in behind the reporter, like on college game day, where they're all like pushing and fighting, screaming like we're number one behind the CBS, CNN reporter. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 
since 1947. Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, online at henryoil.com, serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil, 401 521 0200. I love these people that are texting me while I'm live on the radio. I mean, is there, is there, oh, yes, I will. I will let you. Hi, John. Just heard you're going to be on Newsmax. That is set for tomorrow. I'll give everyone a heads up. Uh, thank you. Yes, thank you for the, you know, the text message. Thank you for concern about my eyes. Really could have waited. Um, <laughs> that is funny. Uh, I like that. All right. That one I don't have a problem with as far as, you know, that's very good. Sal is just brilliant. I like that. I'll put that out. All right, we're going to talk to our friend uh, Geo coming up, folks, momentarily. Let me just also, tomorrow, remember, tomorrow is the, um, I already got my flu shot. Why do these people keep sending me an email? Did you get your flu shot? Uh, how many times do I have to say yes? Yes, I got my flu shot. Stop sending me messages. Hey, there's a problem with the vaccine. Have you heard about this? We're going to talk to Giovanni Ferrosi. He posted on his Facebook page what he would do if he was running Rhode Island with us being uh, number one. Um, he said he, he didn't say that. He just said it protecting their last name. Yeah, I'll protect their last name. That's my decision. I didn't ask him. I know who he is. He's legit. I checked him out. No one should have a problem with that. Uh, I was just reading a comment. Let me read. Um, there's a problem now. Uh, there's an allergic um, allergy warning. Excuse me. So those that are getting the COVID vaccine, there is an allergy warning that you have to have one of those pens with you. Um, let me just uh, read this story. But uh, Daily Mail had it, who, of course, is the best. I love Daily Mail. Um, far more reliable than Eileen Violet. Allergy risk on Pfizer. I was going to get the Pfizer vaccine. Day before the FDA need to give green light to vaccine, UK regulators warn people with significant food and medicine allergies not to take it. After two health workers um, suffered, they had to use the, what do they call that pen? It's at the tip of my tongue. The, You know, you got to carry it with you in case you have any type of... Um, um, problem, and then you have to. So this is um, this is new. This is uh, you know I've been telling everyone. I'm sure they they test this stuff, and now they're finding people that if you have an allergy reaction, you have to have. I think is it called the EpiPen that you have to carry that around with you. But there's a lot of people that have food. Oh yeah, EpiPen. Okay, two healthcare workers were affected. Both carry EpiPens. Uh, they're recovering well. So you have healthcare workers that received the, the new vaccine for COVID from Pfizer, and now they had to be rushed to the, my goodness, they had to be rushed to the hospital. Uh, Eric Swalwell refuses to admit wrongdoing over secret, secret friendship with China. You know, I'm so glad Tucker Carlson's going after him big time. And, um, and, and I'm glad, because that guy is dirty. And how about that woman? I knew Melissa Carone. Trump star witness swears she wasn't drunk during the bizarre hearing. She won't quarantine. And, um, you know, who would have seen this coming? She apparently at one point when she was younger was a, um, a, a entertainment uh, professional dancer. Yeah, I didn't. I, that one I never would have seen coming. 
that woman. Uh, maybe they were doing some funny stuff about it. Ever think of that? Uh, I took an oath to be here. Did you? <laughs> Saturday Night Live made them, tried to make fun of her. They weren't even close to being as funny as she is. That Melissa Carone. I like when Rudy was shushing her. Shh. <laughs> Poor Rudy. Rudy says he's feeling better. He's on medication. And he'd rather uh, be on medication for COVID than hide in the basement. That's what Giuliani is saying. All right. We're going to talk to uh, Giovanni Ferrosi momentarily. Folks, this portion of the program of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by, remember, go to the website, Allstate Lock. Someone asked me about this. Uh, I received an email from Linda. Uh, Dale Juan, I enjoy the program. Uh, we've noticed, we live in Providence, and we've noticed an increased number of people going through our yard at night. We can see their footprints through the snow. My husband was mentioning, you were mentioning something about security cameras. I was. Linda, and I emailed her, call Allstate Lock. You can uh, link right through at the website, petro.com. It's allstatelock.com, or you can call them. At 401-349-0042, 401-349-0042, Allstate Lock. They'll, they'll change your locks and put more extensive locks, but they also do security cameras. So I encouraged her to do that. And, folks, the um, people are becoming more brazen. I mean, think about it. If they're willing to break into Tom Brady's house, do you think they're going to hesitate um, to break into your house? The answer is no. I want to, before we get geo, Rhode Island COVID hospitalizations continue to climb. Now it's at 461. Positivity rate drops to 7.6. 16,000 tests and 14 more deaths. But there's uh, now 461 in the hospitals. Uh, Representative Eric Swalwell won't say if he had sex with China spy. <laughs> My goodness. Pope Hush, you can't make up these headlines. I want to, uh, more voters say pardon. Pardons for Trump's family would be inappropriate. Cops arrest 150 people during super spreader party in California. I'll tell you, California is completely out of control. Let me just find, that's Crandall, Brian Crandall, that's putting out that um, information, the latest numbers for today. And then I'm going to call, get Gio on the line in uh, just a moment. Figures, just as I want to read another thing from Crandall, he disappears. Where are you, Brian Crandall? Where's Brian Crandall? There you are. All right. Uh, or is that his only tweet? Yes, that is actually. All right. All right. Let me get Gio on the line. Yes, I, I know. Your volume is going to be fine. We adjusted that, Gio. Yeah, no, I don't want anyone to hear you. <laughs> the volume is, is absolutely fine. It is. So. Hi, John. There he is, folks. Joining us right now, Giovanni Ferrosi, friend of mine, successful businessman, someone who wants to see Rhode Island succeed. Uh, we did adjust. The volume is terrific. You're going to love it. The volume on both Facebook Live and the radio is fine. No, it's fine. Uh, Gio, I want to just start with, um, you know, you have such vast experience, and I was intrigued by your Facebook post. You know, as usual, you were giving... Uh, kind of almost like treating it like a military operation, how you would handle it. You have to make decisions in real time, rapid speed. Right now, Geo CNN was in Providence this morning outside the convention center. Rhode Island is number one in the world in COVID. What would Giovanni Ferrosi immediately do to try to change this? Well, first of all, I get veracity in the testing. I think the, the number one issue is there's no standards in testing, right? They, they can be wrong, they can be late, they can be manipulated in a number of different ways. 
ways. And uh, the reality is that you're using a metric that to guide you that I frankly would not make my number one metric. Hmm. My number one metric would be the death rate. So I'd look at the death rate. I'd understand where it's coming from. I believe your number is 82% coming from uh, congregate settings and nursing homes. I would immediately uh, get the National Guard uh, in conjunction with uh, some federal assistance from maybe the CBs to uh, implement some stationary housing, temporary housing at the facilities so that the workers can remain in place give them um you know tax-free pay combat pay everything you would you know with soldiers because you have to understand the medical personnel is right. fighting the war yeah. right and geo this and is a war we're in this is wartime we are in a war with the virus that's that's absolutely correct yeah and i think those that dismiss that terminology or try you know at times i see the comments in some of my facebook posts where they're like oh this isn't a war you know it's not like the military uh, you're wrong. It really is. It is. And, um, as you might or might not know, you know, I'm, I actually, you know, got trained and qualified in what's called DISCA. It's defense support for civilian authorities. So you get the FEMA training, you get the national response, you know, everything that, that needs to be applied. Yep. And in this case, you know, the reality is um, I am going to make it specific for a moment. And I, and I hope you um, can appreciate I have been void of being critical of the governor most of the time yep. because I don't want to make it about, you know, just a political comment. However, I do think right now it is about that because you have 50 states, you have 50 governors. I defaulted to Florida for the last month and a half, and I'll stay through this month because I need to operate, right? I need to, right. you know, have business. I need to, you know, take care of my family, all sorts of things. So I came to an open state. Uh, there's no doubt that you do not need to be going through the things you're going through because the, the, the example I gave is very simple. If all 50 states, the whole population of the U.S., we're all getting punched in the arm, right? We're all getting punched in the right arm. Yep. But those that are lockdown governors, you're asking to be punched in the left arm too. It makes no sense because if you had a open an economy that's open, you'd have a stronger economy. And with a stronger economy, it means you have more resources to fight the fight. And on top of that, when it comes to the actual population, think about it. You're closing gyms, health facilities, all these things. People are not getting, you know, routine treatment, etc. So you're weakening the health of the overall population as opposed to having a more fit and healthier body to fight the fight. So in both instances, you have a governor now who I think was resting on her laurels from late spring when, you know, we had, you know, number one of something. And all of a sudden you have, if I can break it into two seasons and just use the, the, the coaching analogy, her first season, you know, had a losing record but won some games. Yep. The second season, she's winless right now. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely the worst, right? That's the headline today. It is. So you're the so so. How do you continue to follow that coach, and how do you continue to do that? And so the lockdown governors lead the nation in death rates. They lead the nation in poor policy. They lead the nation in uh, not allowing kids to be educated properly. Yep. All of the things. Yeah, I mean, I can rattle off for the next half hour. But how are you then? asking that we follow what I call the 4 and 12 coaches 
as opposed to the guys who are 11 and 5. And you're telling me a Governor DeSantis is wrong? No way possible. Right. And to quote him very quickly, he said, listen, there will be no lockdowns, no fines, no school closures. Yep. No one's losing their job. Right. Because of a government dictate, nobody's losing their livelihood or their business. And he's on top of it. And I can feel it. And listen, I wear my mask. Everybody wears their mask in Florida. Don't think that people don't wear masks. They do. But when you get to your, you know, if you're sitting down at a restaurant, whatever, whatever you're all doing anyway, is that there's a difference because, number one, you're not being scolded. Number two, you're able to, you know, uh, modify your business, but not lessen the number of customers that are required to maintain the business. So, so um, in essence, you know, like I said, it'd be a two-part move. It absolutely would be completely open, number one. And number two, it would be to deploy the, the National Guard and others to better assist the facilities and where the deaths are occurring mm-hmm. and uh, just plus all that up. I really don't understand why that hasn't been done. I, I'm just blown away. I, I Again, I look at Florida and they have done that. They have you know, plussed up the personnel in the medical facilities. They've, they've done things. So, so again, if I could use the military analogy, after 9-11, when we had two war fronts, right, uh, both Afghanistan and Iraq, well, we lessened the standard, right? We allowed 36-year-olds to come into the Army. Yep. You know, we allowed an extra 25 pounds to say it's okay hmm. to put the uniform on. Well, even now, if you need more personnel, then let's go. Let's certify these people. Let's get them on the on the battlefield. Right. Let's not wait. You know, why are you concerned about plussing up? Think about it in the terminology of a surge. What you should be doing is surging and not being concerned more or less of, like, in my world, there would be no being overwhelmed because I would have plussed up. Right. So I plus up personnel. I plus up equipment. I plus up everything. So there is, I'm, I'm only you know, requesting resources to fight the fight. And if it's expanding, it's okay. We're fighting the fight. But fight it on the battlefield. Yes. And most importantly, John, when people used to say to me, and I always appreciate, you know, thank you for your service or your fight, you know, X, Y, Z. I used to say to them, listen, you paid and trained me to go fight the fight. Mm. I don't mind being on the battlefield so that my kids can go to the mall and have a slice of pizza and not worry about getting blown up. Yep. But what these lockdown governors have done is they've eliminated where the battlefield is. Mm. They've literally like put up encompassed the whole shebang and said, Okay, no, everybody's in the battlefield. It's like, no, 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 wait a minute. No, my kids are not in the battlefield. Right. You're That's not right. in the battlefield. You guys get out of here. The battlefield is in the nursing homes. Yep. And, and in the hospitals. And we're going to strictly focus all resources on that. Personnel, equipment, everything you would in the military. You know, so, Gio, you, you said something that was also, and again, folks, we're speaking with Giovanni Ferrosi. And, you know, you're exactly right about the metrics. What are we using? For instance, think of this logic. The infection rate, the deaths, the hospitalizations are coming mostly out of the nursing homes. And the first thing some people say are, well, you got to close the schools. Why are you closing schools? DeSantis has it right. DeSantis says you don't shut down the economy. You open up the economy. And you're right about the metrics. It should be a death metrics. I could also see a, 
some index with a hospital index, but it shouldn't be this if we hit a certain percentage, the schools close. And when you talk about a false positive, Geo, Attorney General Peter Narona, yesterday, they announced he had tested positive. Today, they released a statement saying he tested negative. So it was a false positive, but he's still going to quarantine for 14 days. It's, so I, it's goofy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, on top of that, but the CDC has said if that happens, there's no more of this 14-day thing. You you just, right. you know, there were people saying I have to quarantine because I was around someone that had it. The CDC is now saying, you know, monitor yourself over seven days, but there's no reason to. So now he's like out of action until December 22nd. Well, that that, that makes no sense. Speaks, yeah, I think that also speaks to experience. And if I could, you know, kind of give it to you this way, and I, and I know some people might, if they cut me off, think I'm, I'm being a little bit offensive. But it's sort of like going to war again, right? Yep. There are those of us who... Let's face it, the adrenaline, there's wartime going on. You want to be on the battlefield. Yep. You want to say, I served. You want to say X, Y, Z. Right. But then, you know, as time goes on, you know, and I've been retired now 10 years after serving 24, um, that that you look back and say, no, we should have never gone into Iraq. You know, you can look back and say, this should have been done differently, etc. So those of us with experience... You know, it might have been, I hate to even use the word, but I don't know any other one, almost cool to say you had it and then don't have it, you know, didn't obviously die from it. Yep. But you say, oh, no, I have it, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, it's almost like putting a badge on, right? Oh, look, I got it. And and now it's like, well, wait a minute, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And let's not overreact to what it is. Right. So for me, it's like, okay, I defaulted back in about May, I'd say, to where I came to the conclusion that everybody's going to get it. So, you know, those of us that were following who the first case was and we're all intrigued, it's, it's, it's literally like war. You were worried about who died the first day and that week and which bomb and blah, blah, blah. And then eight months later, you know, 200 people can die a week and no one's even reading the story. And, and it's the same thing here. It's like you've got to stop at this point, manage what you know. But again, I would urge you to really make it about you know what the policy is because the policy just is, does not work and again to point to, to governor DeSantis here in florida mm. he said listen you know with all the the cases rising in states that had mandates as a he, he's saying i'm using that as a reason to not have one mm. <laughs> a lockdown that is yeah so in other words if you're if you're a lockdown governor and you're the highest now Yep. After your lockdowns, then what are you doing? Right, you know? what's the point so, here? Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, but I look at, the you know, people, uh, I mean, I think CNN just put out a story, 10,000 more restaurants closing. Oh, uh, just in the God. Week. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, you know, the, the, the impacts, that second and third order effect I always talk about is so devastating. But then you know where it's not in what, you know, if I did want to, you know, focus on being political for a moment and, and, and look at it from a not so, you know, pleasant lens, is that, you know, you have a governor who everybody who makes money around her are her donors. You know, her donors make money. 
It's always been the case. Didn't matter if it was the Sackler family with yep. the opioid crisis. Doesn't matter if it's Infosys people or, or Boston Consulting Group or all these people that are getting literally hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're all the ones tracking what's going on. You know what I mean? And so for me, again, the test, what really bothers me the most yep. is there's no incentive to ever shut down testing. It's almost like drilling for oil. Yeah. And you just found oil at 150 bucks a pop. Right. Why would they ever stop it? Hmm. They, they, everybody's got to get tested. So now i got to move from here to there. i got to get a test. I want this job, i got to get a test. I'm going to fight here, i got to get a test. I mean, now they just created all industries. I just don't see why or how they would ever stop it. So you have to remove that as the indicator for how you manage through this crisis. And I do believe you need to manage through it and there is no stoppage. I mean, just imagine World War II. You just stopped and went in your basement. It's impossible. Gio, you're right about the governor of Florida, DeSantis. He said, we're not shutting down. We are not shutting things down. And Gio, how is it? I mean, everyone you see posting, Florida is open. DeSantis has said, hey, listen, if you're elderly or you have a compromised immune system, then you should not be going out. But for everyone else who's up to it, healthy, or wants to make the decision, things are open. And I think that is the right approach to take. Because otherwise, Gio, right now, you start to wonder, President Trump was saying the cure can't be worse than the disease with all these shutdowns. And then look at this. We're still, we are number one in the world. How can you say it's, it's crazy? Then then, then really what's the point of all the shutdowns? On top of it. You know, yes. It's really sad on top of it because at this point, you, the, the, the population of Rhode Island needs to truly ask themselves, you know, I know you, you're rooting for Rhode Island. You probably, you know, if let's say you were uh, uh, either a Democrat or a Gina fan or whatever it is, right? That's cool. No problem, you know. That's why we have elections. But there comes a point where when your team is losing or you literally at this point have a winless record, you're the worst. And I'll tell you, you know, people say, oh, she did. She said no to HHS. Let me tell you something. I look at it completely different. They knew these numbers were coming. She wouldn't have passed the committee. How would you put the worst coach in the nation yeah. in charge of the, the HHS? Yes. You're saying, okay, I'm going to take the worst governor in the worst situation and put her at the head of it and yeah. then give confidence in people. It's impossible. <laughs> so so they, 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 they obviously had the information. She wouldn't have passed the committee scrutiny but they said i'll make it believe that you know she doesn't want it so that's what i believe is the situation and um just take matters into your own hands it's time to be selfish i cannot stress that enough been saying it for six months it's it's not about not caring about others whatever but if you care about yourself your friends your family you'll get through this yep you know it's it's hard to do but you need to look inward, be selfish for a moment. And whatever you do, if you're a business person out there, I can't stress enough, don't bleed out. Don't put in another dollar in your business. Yep. Pause. Do an operational pause. Hmm. And then do a surge coming out of it. Folks, he is uh, terrific. We're going to continue to talk to him quite a bit on a regular basis. He is uh, Giovanni Ferrosi. Gio, great to talk to you. I mean it. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Thank you very much, John, and I hope everyone uh, is safe, and uh, God bless. Take All care. right, folks, there he is, Giovanni Ferrosi, very, very knowledgeable, successful individual as well, very successful. And um, 
I wanted to um, uh, have him on. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is uh, 1249 on this Wednesday. Obviously, we're going until 2 o'clock. It's the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Folks, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services, plumbing, heating, cooling, residential services, as they say. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401 732 6562. 401 732 6562. Find them on Facebook, R.E. Coogan and Heating, Plumbing Services, folks. And on top of that, remember plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Let's just say you're the heat in your house is not working. What do you do? Call R.E. Coogan and Heating or maybe having a plumbing emergency. Heating or cooling, give them a call. 401-732-6562. If I had an emergency, I'm calling Coogs. I'd let Coogie in. I'd give him a call. The guy is just terrific. He's genius. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Um, I like him pointing the finger. R. E. I've had him on the radio show. The guy is just brilliant. 732-6562, 732-6562-RE Coogan and Heating. Right now it's 1251. You know, Gio is right. He is right about that stuff. And folks, I just don't know where we go. I mean, Rhode Island, uh, I'm not sure what the governor is going to do. It does come down to, you know, everyone's writing about it. Uh, why are COVID-19 rates so high in Rhode Island? Let me also just um, see. I'm seeing the story. Burville seeks public's help in solving a bank robbery. Burville police are looking for the public's help solving a robbery last week at the Rhode Island Credit Union on North Main Street. The police posted photographs to Facebook of a, uh, I'll share these, Dodge white pickup truck they believe was used by the bank robber. The truck had Massachusetts plates. So I will, um, I will share those as well. But as far as like why are the, uh, why are COVID rates so high? Uh, are college students to blame? I don't think so. Large family gatherings for Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving surge is happening now. Indoor dining. Other people have indoor dining. The state's popu- population density. Other states have popular uh, have, uh, population density. Um, yesterday, 22 more deaths. 1,249 additional cases. Brings it to uh, 67,000 known cases. There were 444 COVID patients from Island Hospital. That's climbed now. That's going up now. It's close to getting closer to 500. Over the last seven days, Rhode Island has reported an average 1,300 new cases per day. Highest per capita of, of any state in the country and number one in the world. The most recent numbers show a, an 11% positive rate. But if only those testing negative for the first time are counted, the positive rate was 32%. <laughs> If only those testing negative for the first time are counted, the positive rate is 32%. Folks, that's one in three people have the virus. The virus has surged despite orders. We restrict public gatherings, encourage use of face masks, social distancing. Last hour, we discussed with uh, Dan McGowan, Dr. Megan Rainey at Brown University, who uh, she, she best guess, that's all she's talking about is best guesses. Because the, the, the fact is they don't know. You know, they don't know what what it is. They don't know what's causing it. 
They just know that it is it is a problem. I, I don't have an answer for it. You know, as much as we could blame uh, Providence and Central Falls, I everything can't be put as the blame onto them. Now, also, if you go to the website, to petro.com, if you missed it, I was getting um, requests from people about Jamal Gonzalez. The, he was involved with the motor scooter accident. We're going to replay some of that next hour. His stepfather called in the latest on him. We also have the latest on voting, folks. Now, as you know, nationwide, President Trump is um, going to be challenging the Texas vote. But then we also have the video of Black Lives Matter uh, demanding the ACI inmates release. You have that video at the website, petro.com. And the most important one you can read is, can the Rhode Island GOP stop Nelly? Something has to be done. And remember, petro.com, uh, the website is uh, sponsored by, uh, hold on, where are we? Here we go. Uh, is sponsored by Liberty Mobility West Warwick, the area's oldest and largest provider, pre-owned power wheelchairs and power scooters. They acquire these wheelchairs and scooters from people or organizations who no longer need them. They pick them up, make sure they're returned to good use for the people who need them. Liberty Mobility, call them today, 401-827-8800 or online uh, you can link right through at the website, petro.com, located 5 Church Street in West Warwick is Liberty Mobility. So, again, uh, next hour, I am going to talk a little bit about the Rhode Island numbers. Folks, this, see, here is the danger. Here is the danger for tomorrow is does Governor Raimondo stay on the path with the pause or does she, she start to shut things down? I, I feel terrible for the businesses. I don't know what's going to happen with the businesses. I... I don't, I I hope not. I think the governor does not want to shut anything down. I will be there tomorrow. We'll obviously carry it live. If you have a question for Governor Mundo that you'd like me to ask, please visit the website, depetro.com. Click on Contact John, and I will will try to ask your question. Hey, folks, this portion of the John DePetro Show right now at, uh, let's see, it's 1255 on this Wednesday. It's brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Remember our friend John Francis, firearms, ammunition, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Gift certificates are available. I know you have different options where you can go, but for firearms and ammunition, I'm encouraging you. I'm suggesting, I'm asking you to shop at Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call the leader, the... uh, Second Amendment leader, John Francis, at 727-1716. It's competition shooting supplies. Now, uh, all eyes are on Texas with uh, President Trump. By the way, last night I watched uh, Greg Kelly on Newsmax. And he is, um, you know, I remember he was on in New York. The guy's very experienced. He is a star. He's got a great way about him. And that's why, do you know Newsmax with Greg Kelly, the Greg Kelly Report, He's beating Fox News Channel between 7 and 8. Beating Fox News Channel between 7 and 8. Here are some of the, the headlines right now, folks. And again, remember, we're going till 2 o'clock. So next hour is the power hour. U.S. virus deaths hit record levels with the holiday ahead. New York considers making vaccine mandatory. Trial participants warn of intense symptoms after second dose. That's not good. CDC calls for personal data raises alarm over privacy. Biden names for 100 million shots in the first 100 days. People aren't going to do it. Uh, update. Florida officials defend raid on a COVID whistleblower as new questions emerge. J- 
jab Harold's return to office, workers don't want to go. Uh, first signs of the Thanksgiving wage are emerging. And folks, that's really going to click in over the next several days, Thanksgiving. I see you beds. I see you beds near capacity, intensive care unit. Supplies of PPE fall short of targets. That's not good. Um, Where did I see the thing about Governor DeSantis? Days after sworn in, Baltimore mayor issues strong restrictions. Anti-mass protesters in ID overwhelmed cops force cancellation of public events meeting. I thought he saw something about the Florida governor. I thought so. Uh, Governor DeSantis, though, folks, is being seen as a big leader in all this. But just close at home, tomorrow is the day Governor Mundo will have her weekly press briefing. Now, Governor Baker's going to more than he's having. He's having two this week. Right now, Governor Raimondo, we'll see if next week she adds uh, two updates. Right now, it's still just Thursday at 1, and we'll be there live. How about uh, Cuomo is canceling his in-person, but I think that's just because he's fighting with the media. That has nothing to do with whether or not it's safe. He's fighting with the media. And COVID hospitalizations are still on the rise in Rhode Island. As I told you, 1,200 new infections, 14 deaths reported. And if you take out people who have been tested before... Right now, one in three are being tested. Hey, good news, though, is apparently they are saying that they, they're very close to a deal with the second stimulus. And what they're pointing out, the last thing I saw was 1,200 per adult, 500 for each child. So uh, I think they want to do that. I think Washington is trying to make that happen uh, before before Christmas. Hey, again, just a reminder, for all your propane needs, stop in and see my friend, Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. The guy is just terrific. He's been there since 1971. Johnson Propane. Stop in and see Phil. He's the real deal right there. He's located seven days a week, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call him at 621-8129. They're open seven days a week. Johnson Propane. Drive in no wait. Uh, stop it and see Phil. Remember, he'll refill your blue rhino tank for just 15 bucks. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, cleanconnectiondepietro.com. Right now, it's 1 o'clock.